It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kicks TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all the on that bitch and have me sound like Teddy Payne. It's your boy Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. With my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Run man from the fifth floor in the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV with my whole girl, Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> All right, it is another episode of Candy Kisses TV, and I am always bringing you the dopest talents. Now, first and foremost, let me make sure you do but me a favor. Like, comment, and subscribe. Stop looking and not liking and commenting. Come on now. It's free 99. Do what you got to do. All right, now, speaking of YouTube, I am bringing one of the famous people from YouTube that I learned to love from watching their videos, and he's also a musician. So coming to the stage is Mr. Dayton Kendrick. At, also known as DJ, so right. let's get started. How you doing today? Doing well. Appreciate you for, appreciate you for having me on. So yeah. my first yeah. question is: When did you get into music, and why did music become one of your passions? Music has been a part of the family, especially on my mother's side. So I remember I started playing trumpet in sixth grade. Okay, and that was from my dad's side actually, but my mother's side, she has two sisters in the Mississippi Mass Choir. My uncle just d- retired as band director at Jackson State, and five years ago, we found out that my grandfather used to sing with BB King when they were young in Mississippi. Okay, BB King wrote about it in his book. So um, when you go to family reunions in Jackson, Mississippi, which is where they live, my extended family. On my mom's side, if you don't have a musical talent, you're kind of the black sheep in the corner. So they can all play, sing. So it's like, and, the, and it's a huge family, right? My mom's one of 18. Oh, hi. Then when my grandfather died, they found some more. So here we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he can. He so can everybody speak. got one of them in the family. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, people try to act like, you know, that stuff been been happening. So, um, after trumpet, I taught myself piano. Then I got into producing music in college. And it's really turned into a necessity, almost like a therapy session every time I, I do music. So um, it's great to surround myself with people who I can continue to learn from. And a lot of videos you mentioned, like on YouTube with Phil Wade, that's that's what we do, you know. So how did y'all end up um, meeting up? And um, did y'all meet in college? or? Yeah, we, I've been knowing Phil and Steve since 2001. Okay. We've been on 20 years of knowing each other. We all went to Prairie View together. And I started off knowing them because I cut hair. Okay. I was a barber in college, and that's how everything kicked off. And then it wasn't until after we graduated until we start doing the, the funny videos. Gotcha. Right? So. Man, listen. I'm, <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. One of my 
favorite is me and a good friend of mine. Shout out to Tate, even though he get on my nerves. Mm -hmm. Our favorite video that you did is put mm -hmm. a beat on it, brother. <laughs> hey, put a beat on, brother. I don't get a beat, Tyler. Hey, put a beat on. I gotta lace this. All of my ad libs is this 2000 infinity type shit. From the whole millennium of this time, I need like a beat, brother. I've been here for two hours. If I don't leave here with a beat, brother. Why you put a beat on it? For the Buster Rhymes impersonation, even the Jay Z, that started randomly. Steve and I were actually, we were going to do a video with Phil and another producer, Tyler. Tyrell? Yeah. Uh, we were going to his house and I just was like, hey, yeah, make a left right here. You know, just started out of nowhere doing the Jay Z, and then the Buster came out of nowhere after I saw the video with him and Timberland in the video, and I was like, "Put a beat on, brother." Right? So, <laughs> Man, listen, when I yeah. tell you we was we were putting a beat on everything for a whole week just in that video. Man, <laughs> crazy to see how far the reach is. I think one of the things that really <gasps> there she is. One of the things that made me really appreciate what we, appreciate what we were doing was we had a guy who was watching in in Japan. He was stationed over there. Okay. He said that he was going through a lot and he was on the verge of suicide. Hmm. Saw our videos and it made him laugh again. And that's when he decided to keep living. So I was like, oh. that's impact, right? So, you know, once you once you laugh, when the human spirit laughs, you forget about everything wrong. It's just for that just for that second. You know what I mean? That's the two things that I've known to be true that music and laughter changes your whole outlook on life. It does. Those, <laughs> those are universal healers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. <laughs> you being a whole dad back there, ain't you? You see me? Yes. If you don't know how to multitask, you're gonna learn. I know that's right. I got my son, he's almost three. He's in there taking a nap. So now how did you um manage well, how did you perfect your craft, number one? And then who are your uh, favorite music mentors? Perfecting the craft is an ongoing process. It's a skill that doesn't stop. Right. It's just like learning chess or any other talent. You you keep perfecting. You don't reach this level of perfection, but you do get very comfortable in producing your craft. Right. right? When you get to that point where you become a valuable service to others or you can teach what you know, that's how you know you, you're at a good place with your craft. But for me, it was banned and I dropped out because we, you know, I went to mostly white high school. And my okay. cousin went to black high school. So I'm hearing the stuff they were playing versus what we were playing. I'm like, hey, why can't we do this? Right. You know, but um, so I kept playing, kept perfecting it. And musical mentors, I would have to say, are I saw a lot of them on YouTube. Corey Henry, okay. virtuoso on the keys, organ. Um, uh, Quincy Jones, Pharrell, Timbaland. Those are the guys I grew up with, right? In, in the 90s, that was my teenage years. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So when I first heard like Super Thug by Pharrell or I, I knew I wanted to do music when I heard Genuine's um, So Anxious. I okay. remember vividly, I was sitting in my uncle's room, living room, and he has these huge Serwin Vega speakers and Serwin Vega is a well-known brand. And I was perfectly triangulated, a speaker here, speaker there, and I'm in the middle. And he's like, nephew, you heard this genuine? I was like, nah, he put it in. I remember it's an orange CD. He put it in. Mm -hmm. And it was boom. boom, boom and I was like, mm -hmm. what the hell is this? Right. And it, that's when I knew. It was like, I got to 
you know, aside from the nine to five stuff that I do now, I have to have my hands in music, you know? Listen, I'm from a musical background, too. I, also, I sing, songwrite, DJ, all that good stuff. When yeah. I tell you, I I understand exactly what you mean by the music, because the other day, and I had just heard, I don't know if you heard the new Jasmine Sullivan, um, uh, Pick pick Up Your Feelings? I haven't. <sighs> Crazy. It'll change your life. Well, first really? of all, her voice is going to change your life anyway. Yeah, but, like, sense. you know, she's the, what they call Mary J. Blige, the new, the new male, male basher, whatever, whatever. Mm. That song came on. I feel like she dug inside my brain and just took my mm. brain and wrote the lyrics. She's <laughs> an amazing talent. I mean, effortless, right? Oh man, she, man! Uh, look, they she needs to put me on her team. I was so hype about that song. I call every person I know that love music. Hey, bro, you heard a new jazz and Sullivan? I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna need you to turn up. That's the first thing I'm doing when we finish. I promise. Man, listen, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Now, what made you all come together and start recording the videos in the studio? Because I know you were working on music, but y'all just decided just to pick up the camera and just let everybody see you behind the scenes? or Yeah, so with with, with SPB2, which is Steve Bentham, one of our other, other best friend, he's always been a photographer and videographer. So he hmm. started that in college before he was, you know, doing the graduation photos. He started that in Texas. Okay. And he, you know, this was back in 2002, 2003, before people were really buying DSLR cameras. Mm -hmm. So he already had it, and he was great with Photoshop. Yeah. He started doing more videography. So him and I were roommates in a three-bedroom apartment, and the other room was really reserved for, you know, editing, all that stuff. But it started, the first video we did was the Trey Songz impersonation video. Right. And we knew Phil had a bunch of hidden talents, but he just started the... He started saying it in the other room. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, I'm going to get the camera. I'm just going to record it. So he recorded it as Phil was on the computer. And Phil, you know, unbeknownst to him, he didn't know we were recording. Right. And I'll never forget when he we posted the video on Twitter and on YouTube. And we sent it out on Twitter specifically. Trey Song said one word and the thing went viral. He just retweeted and said hilarious in all caps. So I went to work. This was before viral was a thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm on the way to work and Phil hits me. He's like, bro, the video's at 50,000 views. I'm like, what? And then by the end of the day, we had 200,000 views and it had just been put on World Star. Mm -hmm. We had never experienced anything like that. And after that, it was kind of like, damn, what do we do? How do we capitalize? Mm -hmm. the, the good thing for us is we had already had the chemistry together. Yeah. So we didn't have to force comedy. Sometimes you see it now, it seems forced. Everything we did was organic because that's how we, you weren't seeing us. That's how you are, right. You were just seeing us being filmed on camera. We did that shit. We've been doing that since college days. You mm -hmm. know? So what made it more accessible is we all end up moving downtown Houston in the same loft. So imagine that Steve and I are roommates in an 1800 square foot apartment. Mm -hmm. Phil is down the hallway and one floor down. Man. So it was just content on, before we knew how, how, how content was currency, mm -hmm. the content we were producing was like, we have more stuff that hasn't been released than, you know, what we put out. 
Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of um, interviewing him a co- about a couple of months ago. And he was telling me what was going on as far as how y'all got together and everything. And it's so funny because um, same thing. He was just like, you know, that one word just said everything in perspective. But I remember him saying that, you know, people like, you went viral. <laughs> and like you said, you don't know what it means. I'm like, my first question would have been like, does a check come with that? Because I don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, But the, we good thing, the good thing is you, you all had the know-how and you already had everything in place like it's not like you went viral and didn't know what to do next like it just everything fell in line yeah we just we just recorded stuff where there was music prank videos that was kind of the hodgepodge of our life we we did all of that all of that all the time and the funny part is like no one ever knew what we did for real jobs <laughs> right. they're like do these dudes go to work and as soon as we I got home from work, it was like if Steve was like, "Hey, let's go do a video." We did it, you know. We did it. That was up. I mean, that it's always great to be able to have like minded people because the good, the funny thing is, I have a crew much like you all's, and I, I think that's why another reason why you're so relatable because I feel like everybody has their crew of friends that they act silly with. The that's only cool. thing is, we don't record the shit, <laughs> so yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's so funny and entertaining because like, yeah, we all had a, that type of crew at some form or fashion. <laughs> and, I, and I think I knew it was real when we were out of town. He had a show in Atlanta and we drove from Houston and we went out to the mall. Can't remember which one, but people were stopping to take pictures. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so we that, made it for real. <laughs> yeah. At least, yeah. Yeah. For what we were doing back then. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what type of music do you like to produce? R&B, trap, hip hop, or country? Um, tell you the truth, like I'm more I I can produce those well, but I really like producing house music. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So even before, <laughs> funny story, like growing up, you know, when I would go to high school and I was driving in, I would really listen to like techno and rave music uh-huh. on the way there, and then when I pulled up, I switched it. So I've always been a fan of more eclectic EDM. Now, what got you in that lane? Did you just like kind of grow up around it and then it just stayed with you or? I've always always taken the unbeaten path. Like I'm left-handed and we kind of have our own way of doing things. It's not wrong. It's it's just different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always like the energy of EDM music because it's always around 120 beats a minute. What else is 120 beats a minute? Your heart rate. Nothing. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. You're, 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 when you have adrenaline going, your heart rate's around 120. So that's why that music is always <laughs> right. So there's some physiology behind it. Um, aside from house music, I like I like listening to the blues. I like making um like more East Coast hip hop music, like with sampling. Okay. And that's what I started with producing in college. Like we we found out how to sample on this program and it was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Now, do you DJ as well? I do. Randomly got into that. So question, because, yeah. you know, with DJ, like I'm a DJ, so the EDM DJing is not easy <laughs> at all. No, no, EDM is not. It's more... I will say it's more prepared though. It's more of a prepped, it's more of a show. Okay. So you notice you've seen like the big DJs, Tiesto, Alesso, mm-hmm. Afropunk. These guys, they're not live mixing. Okay. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. They got a prepared show. And I think the reason behind that is because the energy has to stay 
at here, that level. Whereas right. we're doing a club, hip hop club, we can take the crowd up, bring them down with some R&B throwbacks. They are doing that because most of the crowd's on drugs anyway. So. <laughs> Tell the truth to shame the devil. <laughs> you got to keep them amped up. Yeah, because I'm just like, I love it, but I don't think I can get into the EDM. I mean, I love music in general, so it's not even that I can't get into the EDM music. It's this yeah. trying to DJ EDM. It's like, yeah, mm. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Now, what is your ultimate goal as far as your career is concerned when it, when it comes to music? Um, I would love to DJ an EDM party, like a festival. Okay. That's one of my goals. And I want to do it in Ibiza. Mm, you fa- big time fancy. Like, I go hard to go home. <laughs> like, as a, con- as a consolation, I'll take, you know, a a festival, but some would be dope. It's like locally, like the DJ at house party in Malibu overlooking the ocean. That would be that would be it amazing. can be done. Yeah. I, yeah. Nothing to it but to put your plan to work. That's and other it. than that, I really gotta work with Jada Kiss. I'm gonna throw really? that yeah, that's man, he's since since uh um uh, after Money Power Respect was the We Are the Streets, the Locks album. Okay. Came out my ninth grade year and just the sound behind it. And then I found out DJ Premier went to Prairie View. So there was mm-hmm. that connection. And yeah, Jada Kiss has always been my favorite hip hop artist. Well, it's only six degrees of separation, so I can see it happening. I'm going to make it happen. That's right. Now, how did you stay motivated, especially during this quarantine time? Mm, I think the motivation behind it was like, we didn't know when it would end. Like the breadth and the and the depth of of quarantining, mm-hmm. um, but I think one thing like realizing that you don't need all the stuff, all yeah. the things that we normally buy. What I, like what I'm wearing now, a track jacket and joggers. That's what I wear every single day, because you know I, I can work from home, and you know um, the motivation behind it is the, the blessing to realize that I'm thankful I'm still employed. And there's millions, tens of millions of people who aren't. And I've been there before, you know what I mean? So I don't take it for granted. And being able to have a more balanced work life has been a blessing. Like the music room is right down the hall. So I can go there and or bring the laptop here and, and, and watch TV and work on stuff or do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of YouTube University. Hey, join right? the club. <laughs> okay. go there and, and, and figure out one thing that I'm missing or trying to figure out. So the ability to digest information easier now because we have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the few times in your life where you have, if you're still employed, you'll have time and money. Yes. <laughs> That's rare. You hear you either have one or the other in most cases. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Now during quarantine, we all know that you know the verses was born. If you could pick two artists to battle mm. each other in the verses, who would it be? Mm. That's a great one. Two versus artists. Can they be dead or they have to be living? They gotta be living. I would say, I wouldn't say living, but I mean if you if you got right. some old people that you want to <laughs> so let's go deceased. I would like to see uh Michael Jackson versus Prince. Okay. Right. Living, um, I think a, a, a Diddy Dr. Dre would break every record 
known to mm-hmm. because they represent the interesting dichotomy and division and polarity in hip hop. Right. East Coast and West Coast powerhouses that shaped hip hop for the last 30 years. And the hits that they have, whether they co-produce it or whatever, but had the songs that they have that created hip hop culture, that versus would probably shut down every server Instagram has. Yeah. That would be dope. Right. And and I will say this, the verses that won't ever happen because I don't think anybody can pair up with them is if you put R. Kelly against anybody. Take yeah. away take away all the stuff. Okay. And look at his body of work objectively. There's no one that can touch him. You don't think anybody? Michael Jackson. Okay, I'll give you Michael, but do you know who I think as far as I, I, I will put it on a writing and a hits level. I'm not going to say maybe hit for hit, but writing and hits, I would say Stevie Wonder versus R. Kelly. That's fair. The downside with Stevie is that nobody born in the last 30 years would really understand the magnitude of what he wrote. And yeah, you would, you would definitely have to be into music and know your history and stuff to yeah. understand it. But yeah, that's the only person I could think of that would kind of give him a run for his money. Absolutely. Now, here's another one I say that would be a great pairing. I think it would be the first time a white person's on there. But it's kind of like a three-way thing, right? With Chris Brown, Usher, and Justin Timberlake. Now you, but would it be would it be fair to put JT on there with Usher being like his mentor? You could throw in Bieber then; he's his mentor as well. Boy, but I'm sorry, I'm thinking Bieber, and you're saying Timberlake. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. Justin Bieber versus. Okay, okay. okay. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> now that yeah. would be Justin. And- yeah, because all of Justin's right. music is black music anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Because now, if you put JT against somebody like Bieber. I think JT will win that one. And the younger crowd would think Bieber. That's the perfect matchup. <laughs> got now, I ain't gonna lose some hits. Like, you know, but smashes. Like yeah. that song Baby. That's got that's one of the most viewed songs on YouTube. Like two, three billion views. The only song I ain't gonna lie, the only song I like by Bieber is Yummy. That's about it. <laughs> oh. Now I mean baby was a hit. I'm not gonna take take the credit yeah. if they get it's not a hit, it's just not my favorite. Yeah, fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to see that versus. So that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or um, entrepreneur? Entertainer would be understand the music business. Um, put in your time, pay your pay your dues. Um. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And when the money comes, don't let it change you to the point where you forget how you got there. And and one thing I respect about Toby. Man, I love him. Right? (laughs) I respect the hell out of him because there was a point where me and a couple of other people were supposed to have a session with him to make music. And this was way before all the stuff he's doing. now. I mean, this was almost three mm-hmm. years ago and he canceled the session. And it was like, the reason behind it is that he only wanted to work with his producer and his core. And I respect the hell of that out of that now, because Linnell is an amazing producer. And furthermore, they created their sound and movement based off keeping a core. 
and he's can you imagine all the offers he's gotten from labels? I'm sure. He could probably get 10 15 million dollar deal easy. But he understands that ownership is worth more than a check. And that's what our culture really has to grasp is that assets over liabilities, like he can pass what he's doing down to his children, you know, by staying independent. Right. And it's like, you don't really, if you're hot, you don't need a label. All you need is distribution. That's it. That's it. You need someone to be putting it out there and putting marketing dollars behind it. But his graphics, his visuals are so dope because it's consistent and you know that it's going to be that Toby style where it's the pastel, the long samurai looking, you know what I mean? Yep. And you know it's coming and then when you look at the words, I think what he's done too has been very um, the marketing behind him putting the words as he's rapping Yes. Not accidental. Oh no, because that's the whole point. Like if it's one thing to listen to a beat but to actually know the lyrics of what they're saying, that that hits both it hits your heart and your, and your ear. And as a musician, <laughs> yeah. I don't hear words. When I hear a song, I can't tell you what they're saying. With the gun to my head, if you were like, repeat the lyrics to Yummy by Justin Bieber, like you said, I couldn't. But I could tell you exactly what's going on musically in that song down mm-hmm. to what effect it was on. That comes from when I was at Prairie View, there's a guy named Mo White, and he ran the radio station. Okay. And I sent some, you know, I, told, I said, man, I'm, I'm producing. I want you to hear it. And I know he worked at daddy's house with Diddy. He's an engineer. And, you know, I put the CD in. I was like, man, so what do you think? He was like, shut up, shut up. Stop talking. He's like, I'm having an experience. I'm listening. So what he would do is he would make me listen to a song a hundred times. If it was a song I like, he'd make me listen to it 100 times. And the goal there was to find out what elements are in the song. Okay. How did they achieve that sound? What effects do you think they were using? Why did they use it? And what's the arrangement and formatting? Hmm. I hated it at first. Because I was like, I don't need to listen to a hundred times. But now when I listen to songs, I can tell exactly what they're doing and what's going on. And if I have a question about it, I go to YouTube. That's dope. That man. Now think about it, if you can just take life like that and just... <laughs> Wow. Sit there and listen and just figure out, okay, this is how you this go, and this is why this is happening. You can't. You got to fail. Well, yeah, but who wants to do that? Nobody. That's why there's few entrepreneurs. But now that's that's the realness. Oh, my God, that's the realness. Because <laughs> I'm not – now, the entrepreneur life is not for everybody. I absolutely adore it and love it, but it is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Now, on Candy Kisses, we like to keep it fun. So I have a couple of segments before I let you go. Our yeah. first one is Kiss or Diss. It's Celebrity Crushes. I'm just going to throw out some names. You're going to decide who you kissing and who you dissing. Sure. Ready? All right. We got Kerry Washington or Kerry Hilson. Who you kissing who you dissing? I'm probably kissing Hilson just because Kerry Washington's cry face is just really annoying. <laughs> That's, that's everybody's go to. Like, hey, <laughs> that one. It's the same thing on every show. Oh God. Okay. Keisha Knight Pulliam or Keisha Cole? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Pulliam. Keisha annoyed me with a reality show. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Last but not least, Barbara Walters or Roseanne Barr? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? God, that's probably the worst. Uh, wow. 
I gotta kiss Barbara Walters because I can actually like go out with her and she introduced me to her rich friends. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. Now, I see that. The ultimate celeb crush is Sanaa Lathan. Mm, okay. And my wife, my wife's ultimate is Michael B. Jordan. So listen, I ain't even mad at that. Hey, yeah, I, we both we both agree we got a hall pass if if you, any one of those options come up. I need more than a hall pass with Michael B. Jordan. I need a hall week. <laughs> so, that. All right. DAQs is our next segment. That is dumbass questions. They're just random questions I want answers to. If you could be a superhero, what would your superhero name be and what would be your superpower? Uh, superpower. I would say Mm, that's a good one. I get, I hate seeing kids in, in messed up situations. Okay. So I would really like to have the power to put kids in and, you know, see kids fed, clothed, housed. So that superhero, I guess, would be um, Mr. 99 for 99 cents a month. I don't know. <laughs> Help the kids. Help the kids. <laughs> Superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I see kids in messed up situations, that messes with me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Name three items you would buy to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Oh, awesome. Uh, I would have a, a female thong, but like while I'm in line, I'd be like putting it up to my waist. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you know, what you think, dog? Right? Um, Can I put a beat on it? <laughs> put a beat on, brother. Uh, uh, some maxi pads. Okay. But I would have one of them out and like on the thong that I was, you know what I mean? So what? <laughs> Okay. The third item. The third item, I would have some star, some some. Uh, you call those things starburst? Mm-hmm. But I, I would take one out and be like, "Come here, dog. Get you one." What? I'm not. <laughs> okay. You want one? Right. If you can make up a word to put in a dictionary, what would the word be, and what would it be as definition? Unfuckwittable. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's self-explanatory. You ain't got to give me the definition of that. Yeah, <laughs> All right. What is the most horrible name you can name a doctor's office? We are. Right. We <laughs> 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 might get well. Yeah. We are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I. <laughs> Like that commercial, in that commercial where uh, they flash to the lady sitting in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Doctor comes in, he's like, "Guess who just got reinstated?" Oh yeah, that's the one. <laughs> like, just look here. Yeah. I'd have been done. <laughs> I'd have been like, "Yeah, I need somebody else." Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have a segment called "What Grinds My Gloss," but when I have a male on, it's "What Grinds Your Gangster." So my only question is, what is going to be one of your pet peeves? It could be your pet peeve from this week or of all time. Um, one of them is repetitive questions. Just okay. tell me, tell me one time. 
I got it. I got it. Run on questions and run on answers. Okay. Because everyone thinks they're a thought leader now, and it's I is I have to get off everything I've ever thought about this idea, and I may or may not use punctuation or take a breath. <laughs> now I've been hearing about Clubhouse, but I'm a Android life, so haven't been privileged to get on there yet. They got yeah. something on uh, Android that's supposed to be Clubhouse, but I don't know how it works yet. Yeah. So until they open it to us, I haven't experienced that pain yet. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it's rough. Well, I heard it's a double app though. It's it's not bad. I like I like what it the potential it has in it. Like you can pull some gems out of there from people helping. All right. Well, last but not least, before we get out of here, during the quarantine, me and a good friend of mine, actually my DJ mentor, DJ Oscar, shouts out to him. We created a game called Singadoo. And Singadoo is a game that is a musical game. And yeah. you have to sing the melody of the song, but you can only use the word do. Fair. So I'm I'm going to so, for example, we have hip-hop, R&B, pop, billboard, hits, TV themes, a whole bunch of different categories. So whatever music genre you like, we got yeah. you covered in this game. So I'm going to do a couple, and you're going to guess the song. Okay, go. All right, what uh, category do you want? Let's do uh, TV themes. Oh, you would do the hard one. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I can do this one. All right, ready? Yeah. Do, do, do. No, hold on. That ain't right. I'm right here with it. I know I'm doing the first the beginning right, but I can't. Uh, 80s. Uh, it's further back than the 80s. I'll give you that. Three's no, not three's company. Can't can I get a lifeline? I I can't because I will give it away. Um, <laughs> all right, I, I'll give you one lifeline. It's about a the husband is a musician. I give you that. <laughs> I give up. I love Lucy. Ah, <laughs> I'm home. All right, try this next one. Oh shoot! Okay, you can change. Can you change topic? category? Yeah, categories if you want. Yeah, you want? Okay. Well, uh, give me uh, you hip hop R and B, I guess. Okay. That's more my lane. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Can't touch this. There you go. All right. Do Okay, so did you want to try some? Absolutely. All right, let me. Okay, I figure out how to. Hold you that. got a question on the screen. Yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to the screen, turn my head, so I want to see which one you pick, and you just tell me when you're ready, and I can put the card down. All right. All right. Let's get it. Let's see. Put it right here. Can you see it? Yes. Okay, I got it. Okay. 
do 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 Call Tyrone. Yeah. All right. Next one. Go up. Go up a little bit. Okay. Gonna go. Okay. Got it. Okay. Do 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 Everybody dance now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is how you play Singer Dude. Like if you're interested in the game, you can get it at singerdude.com. And thank you for joining me on this interview, sir. And please tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get up with you on some music and anything else you got going on. Yeah, D Kendrick One on Instagram, on Twitter, on Clubhouse. That's it. D Kendrick One. Shoot me a message. We'll make it happen. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Candid Kisses TV is sponsored by Singadoo. Did you do it today? Singadoo. Singadoo. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it like this? Can you do it real quick? Go get it. Go get it. Pick a card up. Pick your genre up. Can you do it right? You're going to want to bruh. It's first to 21. with some class but make it real fast this time is kind of tricky can you do it in six get your copy today at singadoo.com Make sure you like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe and tune in every Monday and Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you feel it in your heart, go ahead and donate. No dollar amount is too small. Candy Kisses TV, baby. <laughs> Not your typical interview, y'all. Wait, I can't forget. If you haven't already, check out artistperiod.com. Candy Kisses TV has merchandise. Check us out on artistperiod.com. A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D. Period.